I'm Egg. I'm Gigi. And this is the Pen Pals Podcast. Yeah. We got pens and we got pals. We got all of it. We're ready. We're ready to go. We're in episode one. Episode one. How do you, how, what have you been up to? The pilot episode. I've been working and doing finals. Yeah. What about you? It's the same. Finals week. I work six or seven days a week. You too? Mm-hmm. Play. I think this week is my my first time in ever since I got my second job having a day off. When do you have a day off? Sunday. Your brother's birthday. It is my brother's birthday. How do birthday. I remember that? I don't know. You have a gift. Truly. Oh, oh yeah. And this is Pen Pals. We're going to talk about books. books. Writing. We're going to do writing, writing. comedy we're going to talk about whatever else pops into our, our head. Gamers. 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 Uh, gamers. Reality shows, maybe. The hottest Riverdale jizz. Jizz. Jizz is going to be the main focus of conversation every time, all the time. No. We got to be serious. They do call me the jizzy boy. They never called you that. Yeah. Never. All right. Who's called you that? The Jizzy Boy? Yeah. I don't want to get into it. No one. It's a very personal story. No one's called you that. Who called you that? <laughs> no one. No one's called you that. Uh, so, well, I, I'd like to start off every show talking about a book, a movie, or some type of writing piece. And today, um, today we've chosen The Bird Box by a person. I forgot to get the author's name. Do you remember? <laughs> no. Do you have it? No, because I gave it to you. Oh, you did give me that one. It's at my house. Let me look up. Let me look up. This is a shit show. I have it on my Goodreads. Ooh, Goodreads. Classic app for young reader. Josh Mallerman. The Bird Box by Josh Mallerman. Yep. And it's a thriller horror novel. And it was written and released in 2014. Right. So what uh, what is the concept of this book? Would you say? Well, it's very similar to the new movie, The Quiet Place, that came out, but also kind of different. Right. The woman Mallory, it's set in two timelines, and it's after the world has gone to hell because these creatures have come, and if you see them, if you see the creatures, you can become homicidal, out of your control, and you kill everyone around you, and then you kill yourself. So it's set in two timelines, like from the beginning of when it starts to how she ends up have how she's pregnant at the start of this and ends up going to uh, like after her sister dies, she goes to this refuge house. So it's her interactions with these people, and then four years later, she's raising two children right. by herself, and she's prepared to go to another location she heard about years ago. But in order to do that, they have to go on a river. About 20 miles down the river. Damn. To get to the sanctuary. And they have to do a blindfolded. Right, because they can't look. They can't see. They can't see. Or yeah. they're going to you know, die. And the children are four years old, but they have really good hearing because, you know, she's trained them. Right. To listen. Now, I'm, I'm about halfway through the book. I didn't do my homework. I was too busy doing real-life homework. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, I thought it was an ingredient. Was it? Yes. I thought I saw sass in no, your eyes. I was reading a book and I had to put it down for 10 days. All right. Then we're on the same page here. But what is really cool in this book is that you can tell the you can there's such a difference between Mallory in one timeline and Mallory in the other timeline. That's very true. Like they're the same character but they're so radically different and it's cool looking at the past timeline and seeing like oh this happened and this happened and that's what's led to um to Mallory we all know and love. I didn't really love her actually. No? I, no. Tom is my favorite character so far. I didn't care for any of the characters. No. This is weird. Mm. I didn't care for any of the characters. Mm. I found um, Natalie to be an unreliable narrator to the point that it was annoying. And I found that, like, I wouldn't care if she, like, what happens to her. The children aren't fleshed out, so I'm sure that's what happens to them. None of the characters are really fleshed out. And I didn't really care about any of them, yet I was really into this book, and I was like... Right, because it was a really book fast. based on, on the concept, and, there was and not like the a, character. There was like a time where I was on the edge of my seat, literally, and I was like, I don't care about any of these people, why am I reading, why right. am I so invested? But I was. I don't know how they did it. Right. I'm sure there's some people that would argue that they like the characters, and that's their opinion. Yeah. I didn't care for any of them. That's fun. I didn't care what happened to any of them, but I also did. Right. At the same time. It's so, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like... Well, you know, without spoiling it, you know what happens to most of these characters. Well, you know, everyone but Natalie is going to die. It's Mallory. Mallory is going to die. Yeah. They say that... Oh, damn. Two boys are... We should set the stage here. We are sitting in a car in a, in a parking lot recording this podcast. I am perfectly happy with this setting. But two boys have gone streaking across. They weren't streaking naked. No, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I meant streaking like lightning bolts. Oh, now they're running again. Oh, and it, it is a white boy chasing a black you boy. Did, you did not have to bring that up. It could have well, been colorblind. I was going to say. Now they went to the store. Well, and now their one friend's recording it. Could be a hate crime. I'm just going to holler at that kid. Alright. I want to be in your movie! Stop. Yeah, I see you recording. I want to be in your movie. I love how. Let's let's take a let's take a moment to appreciate how you said I'm gonna holler at that kid. I said okay, giving you the okay, <laughs> and then as soon as you did it, I went. I was like, stop. Yeah, yeah, and that's typical egg. I'm just a fashion, just a mess. Now he's running. Anyway, this is getting off topic. Oh my god! You better keep it in. <laughs> I'll keep it Wait, in. Where's he going? He's got wearing an ascot or a lay or something. Now the other two are coming on out. Did the they rob boys something? Running. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, no. Why are you running? They didn't hear me. They don't hear you. Remember because the storm was coming in. And he gave up. And he gave up. He like, oh my god. He's just had enough. Anyway, back to, to, the, oh, back, to, back to the bird box. Um, yes, it is really cool how strong the concept is. Yeah. And how, like, the fear is ever-present. All the time. Are you gonna finish this book? Oh, I'm gonna finish this book. Are you? I'm already halfway done. Yeah, I'm ready. It's a fast read. That's usually the point. Usually, when I get halfway through a story, where I'm like, okay, yes. I would. It's an easy read. It is an easy read. I read it 
in about an hour and a half, I would say, altogether. Mm-hmm. Overall. And it's about, what, maybe 290 pages? Maybe a little less. Yeah, I would say that. Around but if we the past, I don't know. And at my li- it's 262 pages. Oh, wow. At my library, it was classified as a mystery novel. But other libraries classify it as a young adult, and I would say it reads like a young adult. It does. Very short chapters, so if you have a busy lifestyle, if maybe like you like audiobooks, but you have a short commute, this is a great book for just like, you can pick it up chapter a night. takes not even half an hour. Could be one chapter? You could probably read five or six chapters. You're right. Except when you get to the last, the second to last chapter. Yeah. That is a long chapter, and it is a doozy. Oh my god! Is that the the birth chapter? It's like the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Oh my god! It just it hits you. It's a, you know it's coming, but it still hits you. Oh no! It hits you. I just got to the point where Tom and Felix came back from getting dogs, mm-hmm. and like you can sniff already that oh no, something's, something's going wrong. Something's going down in the neighborhood. Something's going very wrong. Jules. Yeah. What does Jules have? Jules. Oh, yeah. Jules is the one who's left. Felix was someone else. Felix is the. I imagine him as you. Oh, really? Yeah. He really hasn't done anything. So. That's not what I meant, but like, they describe him and he probably looks like you. Huh. Like, scared. Scared? <laughs> I would be so. Well, because the. The, the terrifying thing about moments like that is so many people die in like the. Like the phase after it's it's begun, but the rules aren't set yet. You know, like nobody really knows how to make them. No, no. I feel like like in a quiet place or in this. Once I know, like, oh, I can't look, then I'm better off. Maybe not. Guaranteed See, I think I'd be better off in the bird box, not looking. Because then you have. I was thinking about this. Earlier, you have havens, right? Yeah, because you can be in your house and you can put shit all over your windows. Well, like with the quiet place. I see something, someone doing something <clears throat> stupid, I gotta yell. I gotta call their ass out. Yeah. So I'd be done. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? And they come and get me. Right. That'd be it for me. It's very, I don't, in my head they're even. Because like, Bird Box, when it's, when it's a problem, it's a big problem. You know? And you don't know who's safe and who's not safe. Quiet Place is just always an issue. They both got pregnant women. Which is irresponsible. Well, it's... Well... In the case of The Quiet Place, it was irresponsible. Here, they were pregnant when this all started. But in The Quiet Place, she got pregnant a year. It is fairly... Come on, Emma. Emma Lubavitch, what are you doing? Fairly irresponsible. But what are you supposed to do? I mean, not not get pregnant? Well, yeah, but then the human race is just kaput. It pretty much is already anyway. Well... Yeah, but then the deaf girl used her her greatest weakness become her, became her greatest power. Well, we're spoiling the movie now. That's true. Anyways. Anyways. Hey, I, Jeff. I assume you're just going to run this as one uncut. Yeah, most of how podcasts work. Yeah. We also have a YouTube channel called Sugar Ditch. Sugar Ditch, highly recommend. We have a lot of ride-along videos, yes. which are kind of like podcasts. Kind of. We have so. more content hopefully coming this summer. Lots of skits. I want to get into skits. Well, I've been saying for months. Well, I've been a green for months. I've been green for months. I'm the Grinch. The Grinch. Hey, Jess. 
I think someone's at the door. Who's at the door? Oh, I don't know. So, this is one of our writing games. I'm really not I'm sure how it works. I'll listen All to right. what the viewer. So, I've uh, created a character for Gigi to portray. Uh, and I'm going to be the other character. This time the character is at a job interview. Okay. Uh, I will be interviewing you. Okay. We're trying to get the job. Yeah, so this game's about to help our imagination. Right, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Gigi is going to portray Bradley Scuttlefan. Ooh. He's the man who invented the minions, but now feels personally responsible for what they have done. Like, from Despicable Me. Yes. I hate those things. I know, everyone does. I hate and those You movies. feel the pain that countless parents have had to endure. And then you just fill in the blanks of the character. My name is Bradley Scuttlefan? <laughs> yes, Scuttlefan. Right. Do you want to hold on to the just so you have the story down? Sure. We'll I'll, we'll do a few and then we'll switch. And I, should, have... I should take hers off. Oh yeah, if you want. Do you want to take them in? And... No. Well. So you're gonna finish the bird box. I'm gonna finish the bird box. Everyone, you, everyone listening can rest assured. The bird box. The bird. The bird box will be conquered. Don't read it. Good. It ought. I liked it. It was recommended to me by our friend. Right. Peaches. Peaches. And she read it years. Or she had it. It took her two years to read it because she doesn't like to read. Right. And I just, I don't know, maybe. But, like, for me, when somebody who doesn't read a lot tells me to read a book and it took them two years, I'm like, I'm not going to put the time down. Right. Not two years. So then I saw it recommended on Goodreads, and I said, oh. I will say, And then I read it, and they reminded me of The Quiet Place as it was coming out. Yeah. I, will, I will say, though, um, I feel like when a person who doesn't normally like books recommends a book, it's, like, such a high honor. Yeah, well, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. But I love reading books, but I'm also, I don't give out five stars very often. Did this get the five? I don't think it did. No, okay, because the characters? Yeah, I think you got a four. I originally gave it a three, and then I thought about it, and it stuck with wow. me for so long. And I was like, it stuck with me after I read that. I upgraded it. Can I be four. honest uh, while you're typing that down? Um, this book has already given me a nightmare. Really? Yes. I give me nightmares. Let me, let me set, set the stage for you. I'm in my house, um, and I just know something's about to go down with my mom. And then my mom's going to see a beast become homicidal and kill herself. I already know this is going to happen. It's a matter of when. So I'm running through my house trying to hide from my mom before she goes homicidal. I almost said homicidal. I imagine that's when you go on a rampage of gay sex. Anyways, I go up to my attic, which is now like a cool bedroom suite. And Kevin Hart is chilling up there. Just hanging out. So I hide in there. I lock the door and I go hide. And then my mom walks in, does something and walks out. I'm like, Kevin, you didn't lock the door. He said, it's your mom's fucking house. She has the goddamn key. She probably just unlocked the door. And I said, that's a good point, Kevin. And then I woke up. And wow. That was, <laughs> that was my nightmare. So what are you going to say to mom about this? No, I'll probably try and tell Kevin Hart. He, he won't talk to Kevin you. Hart. I don't, I'm Listen, not a fan of Kevin Hart, can I be honest? Can be honest. He's not funny. I think he's very funny. 
ruined Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. No, he didn't. Ruined. He was the he least funny. Ruin. Yeah, he was the least funny. I think The Rock was the least funny. Really? Yeah. I think Kevin's heart character, Kevin Hart's character was the least fleshed out. I'd give, I'd give him that. Poor Moose. Mouse. Mouse. Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh, so we're into the Dabbing Review game. Yeah. Are, are you ready? What was your name? Bradley Scuttlefan. Um, Bradley Scuttlefan. That would be me, I guess. Yeah. So, um, first of all, welcome. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you. I'm just, um, wondering what experience do you have in, like, uh, character design or animation? Um, not a lot. I don't really want to talk about it, but I have ex- I have experience. That's a concern. All right. It's a minor concern. You left, you actually left on your resume, um, when we asked about experience, uh, don't fucking play with me. And, um... Uh, I made the minions. Those annoying little yellow things with one eye, I made those. That's what I made. Well, they are they are incredibly... They're annoying. Their commercial success has been... They're annoying. They haunt my dreams. They haunt your dreams, sir? Yeah. My wife left me. Because it was all about the minions. What do you mean it was all about the minions? I, I was busy making and creating the minions. I was flushing them out. I was doing all this and doing all that. And she left because they were annoying. And they were all over the house. And right. she got... How deep did this obsession go, sir? If I it was my job, so I had to do it at least 40 hours a week. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. It's just, it really is. I've always considered them the minions of Marvel. Of well, then you are an idiot. Sir, so, I am conducting this job interview. Right. That's fine. All right, m- let's get back to it. This um, is an entry-level position, by the way, so I really am only doing the interview is, so we, that I get my unemployment. We are paying you handsomely. You haven't paid me anything. You haven't offered me a job. Sir. What? I feel like we can both win here. I don't like the minions. I don't want to talk about them anymore. I created them and I regret it. Okay. Yeah, they made a lot of money. But I didn't get any of that. That shit went to Illumination or whatever that studio is. I didn't get shit. You work for the studio? I don't care. Next question. Alright, well the next question you might want to skip is... How do you feel about the minions? Next question. All right. Um, what do you mean? Why are you going to ask me that? You know how I feel. I made that very clear. I couldn't have made that more sir, clear, it's sir. It's just on the form. Skip it. Next. All right. Okay. All right. Um, all right. We... I don't have all day. All right. Sorry. My time is precious. I created the minions. Oh, your precious minions. I think you would treat me with more respect. All right. Hold on. Um, so what we like to do when we have interviewees is give them a, a potential product to sell and right. then create maybe like a mascot for the product um bananas are you saying because they're yellow and i created the minions i see what you're doing it's you're just wasting on the phone you're wasting let's try a different one yellow tic tac you are wasting the minion the marketing yellow tic tacs did they you you know that they did you know you did that on purpose. So um we would like to offer you that. That's that's great. Is that I don't give a shit. 
Do you want me to come work? That's why we offered you the job, sir. Doing what? What is the exact position? Um, being actor. Go to hell. <laughs> Alright. I will, um, I would like to say that I politely, politely decline, but I'm not going to be polite. You can take <laughs> this job and shove it up your ass. Okay. I got an offer to become a sandwich artist over at the subway, and I think I'm going to take that over this. I'll make nine seventy-five an hour compared to whatever the fuck you were going to pay me, but you know what? At least I won't have to deal with dipshits like you. All Goodbye. Right. Goodbye. Alright. That's Brother Scuttle fan. I loved it. I rate. I loved it. It was great. I rate. Alright, who do I have? The year is 1986. 1986. Yeah, your name is Kissy Fitzsimmons. Kissy Fitzsimmons. You were formerly the head camp counselor of Camp Wild Rose. Oh, no, I know. The sole go. survivor of a massacre that left your fellow no. counselor dead. Right. You're interviewing for a counselor position at a summer day camp specializing in origami. That. Uh, and you're Kissy, you're Kissy Fitzsimmons. Am I blue? Kissy Fitzsimmons is clearly a, a woman. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my name is um, John Meyer, and I run this day camp. Can you please calm down? Are you Are you all right? I'm okay. Your name is Kissy Fitzsimmons. Kissy Fitzsimmons. Oh, I know that name. I know that name. I thought I recognized your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. No, I don't. Yeah, know. I, mm. All them teens got murdered upstate last year. You were part of that. You were the only one that made it out. I was the only one that made it out. Yeah, yeah. You got Moxie, kid. I didn't. It's not. Eleven people were murdered. You weren't one of them. Listen. You brought the dude down. Listen. Listen. You're a fighter. You don't know what it's like to watch Chad, your boyfriend of five years, going hard on Lisa's a-hole. You know Um, You don't know what that's like. And you don't know what it's like if you have a seven-foot man. How old are you? I'm 13. <laughs> You're 13. You were dating somebody. Are, are, you, are you laughing? I lied on the sheet, and it's not laughing. It's crying. So, I have a condition. So you were 13. I was 13. You were dating Chad since you were eight. <laughs> how old is Chad? 25. And how old is Lisa was a participant of the camp. How old was she? <laughs> 18. Okay. So Don't laugh! When you were eight, you started, you started dating a 20 year old. Yes, sir. I lied on the dating form. His dad was a lawyer, he wanted a contract so that this specific instance wouldn't happen, and I lied on the form. I told them at the time I was 18, and then I told them that. So when you were told, eight, you were pretending to be 18. I have a very voluptuous body, sir. Okay. And you don't know what it's like to see Chad pounding away on that right booty hole. You seem more <laughs> upset about what you caught your boyfriend doing. I'm kidding. Than what happened to all your friends. It was very stressful, sir. That one boy that was murdered was in a wheelchair. He was, but he was kind of a D-bag. You know, oh, can you push me up the gravel road? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm 13. I don't have the upper body strength. 
on the lower body. Why are you crying? <laughs> because this is when do you know how to make origami? Do I know how to make origami? Yeah, I know how to orgasm. <laughs> is that close? You're 13, and we're not talking about that. Um, personally, I think you'd be good for the job. Um, because apparently you're 13, which is the age of the campers. So today, it's really late. what? It's really late. Yeah. So instead of offering you the job, I'm gonna offer you. Hold on. I have some questions here okay, before okay. you give me okay. this job. Okay. Um, will the moon rise on this camp? It is. Will a, the sun go down? It is a day camp, so no. Okay. Okay. Are will, you gonna have flashbacks? Do we need to? Well, is there any cabin-esque building? There are cabins because it used to be a, a summer camp for overnight sleepaway camps, but they closed it down 20 years ago when a bunch of kids were murdered. Well, okay. Are there any hockey masks involved? Several. Okay. I like hockey <laughs> and I like single. So I will accept this job. Well, I'm going to instead offer you a position as a camper because you're 13. You know what? And you have a lot of issues you know what? and I don't feel comfortable you know what? hiring a slutty 13-year-old. When he had me back in the shower, my blouse torn asunder, he said, I'm going to give you your life. And I said, are you really? And he said, you know what? I'm going to make you a day camp child. And then he tried to stab me, but luckily I That's brought right. my taser out. I'm the killer. Oh. And I lured you here. No, I'm not. You're crazy. Get the fuck out of my camp. Well, that was interesting. I thought that went very well. I don't know why you made the victim 13 and why you You know what? I kind of just... I don't know if we're going to be able to keep that. Why? I think it's fine. Alright. You're not a pedophile. Well, no. I was... I was <laughs> merely acting. I was merely acting. She and Chad never had sex. That's why he was pounding Lisa's right. bright booty hole. Right. He was very upset. I just want to flush that out a little bit more to avoid. We use the word flushing out a lot. The phrase. <laughs> it's a good word. Alright, I have... I have one... I think maybe... What else, more thing. what else we got? I have I have a segment called Review Reviewers. Oh. So and we do a lot of creative writing I do. work here, but you know, sometimes there's more there's other uses of writing, such as review writing critics. And here I have some amateur Yelp critics who, who gave their thoughts. And uh, I, I just want to write down how how effective these these reviews are okay. that I've read. One star. Okay, yes. The water is very blue. And then also, the water is quite blue. Not to mention that the water is very blue. OTT. Mosquitoes ate the whole family alive. We left after one hour. The only thing we could have done was the trolley bus tour, but that was 2.5 H round trip. Boat tour would have cost the family $80 total. Are you kidding? The cafeteria served the worst coffee. Stand an instant for $3. This NP is for hikers without kids. Families with children can save themselves the visit. Well. Yeah. Let me read one. Okay. There you go. Here, can, can you read that, that, one, that one right there? Yeah, they got five stars. Yeah. 
I really love this place. I've been going since it opened. I had the hugest crust on the daughter of the owner, and I would come in after class and I was in junior high and try to talk to her. But the skate store next door opened up, and all the skaters got to her, and one of them got her pregnant. I never saw her again. Oh, yeah, the donuts and good, and they will usually hook you up with a free donut to try. There you go. At least the donuts were good. <laughs> donuts were that good. Review what I really love was from Caesar C. of Anaheim, California. What I really loved about that review July by Caesar, what I really loved about it was um, that you, you really cared about the reviewer and what happened to him and his love story. The donuts were good. The donuts were good. And by that point, I, he, I knew he needed a donut. Because the skaters yeah. got that girl pregnant. And she didn't need that girl. No. Okay. This is uh, a one-star review. Ooh. It's by GGS. What do you mean? GG. Oh, my God. Uh, hold on. The, the lettering went all funky. And now I can't read it. Oh, geez. It went wonky like your eye does sometimes. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh no. Oh wait. I thought I fixed it already. Oh. Oh, I fucked us. I, I really truly have. Why? I just can't read this or any of them that are left. Okay, let me try. I am a, I'm a I'm salvage a freak. Alright. I don't have a lazy eye, you know. Oh wow. It was lazy. I'm a savage shark, and in the city that I... No, we can't. We can't. What did you do? I don't know. I think... It's I'm just because... Okay. Hold on. This is a man. But it's going good. I do... You know what? For a first episode... I would say... I'm pretty proud of this. Every first episode has its kinks. It does. We're not about kink shames. Oh, I get it. Sorry. I thought you... I thought it was going a different route, and then you switched it on me. Ready? For, for a dazzling effect. Who's who in this Disney switcheroo? That's right. I also love how the review you picked sounds like one that you would write. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, it's true. Alright, so these are some uh, some reviews that I've just I've just pulled out the bag that is the internet. Oh. Well, the ether. Alright. Alright. Okay. One star. By doesn't have his name. But he's from Austin, Texas. Not brave enough to put his name. We'll call him Austin. Austin from Austin. Uh, good for kids? No. Five stars. Still from Austin. What a great day. Well, my wife's personal yoga instructor, Larry, came over to help her through her weekly de-stressing. I decided to take my eight-year-old son to the beer fest. Parking was only ten dollars. What a deal. My wife charges me twice that to park in our driveway. So I walked inside the gates feeling flushed as a Rockefeller. What fucking year is this? I don't know. Is his wife a prostitute? I think his wife might be fucking a dude. Once inside, my word. Cold beer as far as the eye could see. And in so many varieties. Bud and Bud Light. Miller Light. Pabst. I could go on and on. One minor setback. My son appears to still be missing. I was certain he would call me from payphone as soon as the, fair get, the fairgrounds emptied out, but no luck. 
And you want to spot a small red-haired boy with a prominently cleft palette wearing a Kenny Chisney shirt, t-shirt? That's sad. That is I find things with ginger children really sad. Yeah? I'm weird one. Yeah, you're fine. Mmm. Yummy, yummy. Oh, this is Rodizel Grill. Mmm. Um, yeah, and it's in Denver, Colorado. Person didn't put their name, so we'll call them Susan. Hello, Susan. Oh, no! It's Rick L. <laughs> Rick? I like meat. They serve it here. I can have a lot of it. It is good. They also serve things I don't like. I don't have to eat those. Pam, good. Pam, better with pineapple. Vegetarians should call PETA. PETA should go get more chicks to pose naked in their ads. After I eat here, I club grill overhead and yell ooga. I have all that is man. <laughs> well, that was very interesting. What I, what I. Well, you like your stack of meat. I would, oh, I would I, go there. I love me a good stack of meat. Yeah. What I especially per, uh, appreciate is that he he's considerate of our time. Yeah. And yes. the time we're spending. Uh, I'll do one more each. Sure. And then we'll move on to the advice column. Dead air, dead air. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One Star by Jerry B. Chicago. I Illinois. know a Jerry B. Do you? Maybe yeah. this is, does this sound like him? Hold on. I have never even been to this restaurant, nor have I ever been to this city. I live in Chicago, but I get bad vibes. In fact, I had a dream that I ate there, and it sucked. Don't eat the seafood risotto. It tasted like my pillow. Do they serve seafood risotto? No. I don't even want to know. Wow, Jerry B. That wow, Jerry B. Sounds like something I would do. But I am not Jerry B. Like, I feel like if you get bad vibes from a place, uh, it's because you're going to die there. Yeah. Or get food poisoning. Not just that, not the food's just going to taste bad. Yeah, I don't know. I, why would he do that, though? I don't know, Jerry B. And why would he lead off with that? I've never been in this restaurant. I know. I'm trying to glean some some goodness. I don't know. Why do Sometimes you can't find the goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just gotta let it go. That's true, yeah. It needs to go to the wayside. Mm-hmm. It needs to go to the south side. Like Jug. You always bring it back to Jughead Jones. I, he's my favorite, alright? Sure, I know you don't. I know you don't agree, and that's fine. Well, because I've seen both seasons here for me to wear noise, I guess, which I would do with you. Oh, no. Um, I've seen both seasons of the show, so yeah, I do have an opinion. What is your phone doing? I think it's just trying to fuck me. Oh, I hate when that happens. Alright, we're done with the review part. Okay, oh, I forgot, I still need my phone. Uh, so, at the end of every episode... I think it would be lovely to do a little advice column. Oh. Um, so you guys, you listeners, if you would like to send uh, questions, uh, writing questions, or reading book questions, uh, to the email sugarditch123 at gmail.com, capital S, capital D, uh, send, send us a question. Uh, please have it to do something with writing or reading or or movies, even, whatever, TV show, whatever, and uh, we will, we will so answer them. How can we do this today? If there's our first show, how do we have advice? How do we do how advice? Do we have people asking well, 
I thought, in case someone doesn't show, give, give advice, let's start with the writing process from the beginning and just work on and our advice on how to get help get people through. All right. Uh, so I thought we would start with um, how do you how do you find uh, inspiration when you're looking to start a project? Usually, whenever it just comes to my head. Yeah. And I know you carry a notebook around. You write ideas down. And mm-hmm. I have this app called Evernote, and if you look to it, it would just be full of ideas I have. Yeah, I have so the same thing on my phone. It's important to jot it down when it comes to your head and go back to it later if you want to write about it. Right. That's always a good place to start. Usually, I don't go out looking for things. It's almost just like an assignment that I have to. But usually, I don't go out looking for things. Right. Right. It comes to me. Right. If you're writing like a longer thing, and yeah. you have the the initial inspiration. But you're you're trying to figure out the plot. What I like to do is I listen to songs, mm-hmm. and then I put a scene That's to the song. Too. That works too. Yeah, and then I just write around. Make a little soundtrack. Right. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Exactly. You don't need to have something. I feel like the reason a lot of people don't start a project is because they feel like it needs to be fleshed out and they need to have all the answers. It doesn't. The next step is just to write down whatever comes to your mind. Just spit it out. Mm-hmm. Vomit. Literally vomit. Don't literally vomit. Or vomit on the page. Write down ideas, setting, plot, characters, whatever. And they can clash. Just fucking do it. Just do it. Just go out and fucking do it. Your language is atrocious. So sorry. And then, yeah, you just kind of get a plot and a synopsis going. Right. Right. If you're having trouble, um, another cool tip is taking something that's happened in your life and, like, like you can write that if you want, just something that's happened, or, like, give it a fictional twist or change the setting, yes. you know? Real, people, everyone is so, like, interesting and unique just being a person yes. that you have a wealth of of things that you can talk about that's going to speak to someone or be interesting to somebody else. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just how you write the writing process. That's how you do it. That's now, before we end, I got a couple things on time. Oh, jeez. I'm reading this book right now. It's called Gold Dust, Gold Dust Woman, and it's by Stephen Davis. Mm-hmm. It's a nonfiction. It's a biography of Oh. And she's the lead singer of Fleetwood Mac, which is a band from the 70s. Kick ass. And, onward, and they're great, and they have a bunch of great songs, and I'm obsessed with them. And I first really started listening to them when Stevie Nicks appeared on American Horror Story Season 3 Heaven. Oh, really? I started researching. And so I've been, like, obsessed with them. And I like Stevie Nicks. I think her life is interesting. And so I decided I usually don't read nonfiction. But I decided to try a nonfiction because it's always good to read outside of what you normally read. So I chose this biography on her, and I'm about 61% of the way done, according to Goodreads. And I was reading it really fast, and then I had to put it down because of finals. Right. You know how that works. So I read it today again, and I read about 70 more pages. And I just really like it so far. And I think I would recommend it if you like music, or like if you like Stevie Nicks or Fleetwood Mac, I would recommend or if you just want to read a biography, pick someone interesting that you like and read a biography about them. Or an autobiography. I think it's good to go outside your 
That's also a great way to tie it back to the advice column to get inspiration. Yeah. Get inspiration from other people's lives. I don't sing or play music, but it's inspiring to read about somebody's stuff. Yeah. If you had to read a biography, what would you read? If I had to read a biography? Well, you've really played that up. I am real interested in it. Well, you like Fleetwood Mac. <sighs> and there's Pikachu's. Oh, I love me a Pikachu. Pikachu's. Oh, can I at least get a Pikachu? Look at that hair. Damn. Could do without Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, and it really makes me, like, not like a lot of the people that are in that band. And sometimes you're like, Stevie, what are you thinking? Right. But it's good. Fame, man. All that fame and power. That's what we're going to be like. Mm, Fast forward two two years when this podcast and our YouTube channel takes off. We need to find a website to put this podcast on aside from the YouTube channel. I was thinking maybe SoundCloud? Yeah, and tell people about it. Yeah. Now, another thing is this book that I'm going to read next. Oh. I thought it'd be fun if we told people what we're currently reading. Right. And what we're planning on reading. This book is called War Cross by Mary Lou. And it's a, a science fiction novel, and it was released last year, in 2017. And um, it was on Goodreads, it was recommended on Goodreads, and I noticed it because I work at the library, and it was on the new shelf, and I saw the cover, and you know how I like colors, and it's a very colorful, fun, vibey cover. Yeah. War Cross. And it's apparently, like, I'll read it. The, the sleeve, it won't take long. For the millions who log in every day, Warcross isn't just a game, it's a way of life. The obsession started 10 years ago, and it's a fan base now spans the globe. Some eager to escape from reality, and others hoping to make a profit, struggling to make ends meet. Teenage actor Emma Katen works as a bounty hunter, tracking down Warcross players who bet on the game illegally, but the bounty hunting world is a competitive one, and survival has not been easy. To make some quick cash, Emma takes, her, takes a risk and hacks into the opening game of the international. Warcross Championships, only to accidentally glitch herself into the action and become an overnight sensation. Convinced she's going to be arrested, Emika is shocked when instead she gets a call from the game's creator, the elusive young billionaire, Tadayo Tanaka, with an irresistible offer. He needs to spy on the inside of this year's tournament in order to uncover a security problem, and he wants Emika for the job. With no time to lose, Emika's whisked off to Tokyo and thrust into a world of fame and fortune that she'd only dreamed of. But soon her investigation uncovers a sinister plot with major consequences for the entire Warcross Empire. Wow. So, what drew me to that, like, it's similar to Ready Player One. It's like Ready Player One meets The Hunger Games. And yeah. I like both of those books. I don't know. Maybe my oh. hopes are a little too high for this, but we'll see. And it's written by an Asian American, which is not common. No. At least I usually don't read books by them. So, I'm interested. I think it's really cool. And someone to read it. I'll let you all know how it is. Oh, cool. And the, the vibe I'm getting. Nice. Yeah. Warcross. Warcross. By Mary Lou, or Marie Lou. L-U. Okay. Sorry. It's, it's Marie. Marie? Marie. Marie Lou. Okay. Yep. Marie. She has a chihuahua mix and a, um, a pepper falls for you. Oh, wow. Go Marie. I would love to tell you the book. I'm, I'm while well, I'm reading, you know, Bird Box. That's what you're talking about, yes. Right. Um, I don't have a book lined up. Well, I expect um, next time that you will. Yes. I, I know will my come next. I, I use Goodreads a lot. 
Right. I can't remember how many follow me on Goodreads. Um, I read Goodreads a lot, and I have like my next 180 books lined up. No. I don't know what order they're going to be in, but who knows? Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. This has been the first episode of Pen Pals. Thank you all for joining us. I don't know why I did the peace sign. You did. You did no hit it. Like the it. like the, the classic scene. Yeah. No one. But I did the peace sign. You did it. And I'm. This is Gigi. Peace out. Bye.